Hello, puppets, and welcome to the Prove Me Wrong pod. This is episode 11. I apologize for the delay. It's been a few weeks, but I've been out living life. I'll get into what's been going on uh, once the podcast gets cracking. But I did just want to give you guys a little bit of a disclaimer. I do get into some of the First Amendment and some of the Trump stuff that happened over the weekend. I try to do it with a light heart because aren't we kind of all tired of politics and tired of the Trump talk? I get it. I get tired of it too. And if you're listening to it and you disagree with me on stuff, that's fine. That's the whole point. You know my Twitter handle. You know the Facebook page. Send me a message. If there's something I'm wrong on, let me know. Prove me wrong. That's the whole point on this. I'm just one man. Um, I don't have a producer. I don't really have anybody to bounce the ideas off. So I kind of just take a, a stance and I dig my heels in. So if there's anything you disagree with or you think I'm wrong on, let me know. It's cool. But let's not make this another point of divide. I'm um, just doing the best I can to kind of articulate my point of view. And it's one of those things where I think everybody has a point of view on this and everybody has a stance on what the hell's been going on. So just know, as you're listening to it, if you're feeling offended, I'm probably not trying to offend you unless you're an idiot then I'm trying to offend you. If you haven't yet, please go to the iTunes store and rate and review the podcast and also hit that little subscribe button at the top. That way, anytime a podcast gets uploaded, it comes directly to your phone. Thank you guys so much for checking out each and every episode of this podcast. Without further ado, here's episode 11. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Prove Me Wrong podcast. This is episode 11 of said podcast. It's been a few weeks. I apologize. But do I really, though? No, I apologize. Um, it's kind of tough. I'm just going to make excuses for a second, so just, just let me do it, okay? First of all, I'm a procrastinator. It takes me time. I... I tell myself many a day, oh, today I'm going to go record that podcast. Today I'm going to go record that podcast. But one of the things I've found is that if I'm not in the mood to record a podcast, it's going to come out awful. So just kind of trust yourself and just do it when I'm ready. So here we are sitting here on Sunday evening of September the 24th. Fuck, this year is going fast. Um... And I finally felt like there was a few things to talk about. Part of why I don't do this every week, too, like I said, I'm about to make some excuses, is that way there's, like, time to kind of go out and live life. I don't live the most exciting life, but, you know, once or twice a month I do something pretty fucking cool. So you guys don't really want me coming in here week after week if I haven't gone out and done, a like, a cool camping trip or gone and seen a show or do anything exciting because then it's just going to get dull. What? Well, you want me to be one of those shows that starts doing all the current events and everything? I don't think you want to do that. Although we are going to get into some of the current events a little bit later. But, yeah, I've been out. Before we talked last, I told you I was going out to Vegas, so I went out there and met some buddies, and we had a good time. Shout out to Brent for hooking it up at Excess. Went there a couple nights in a row. Man, Vegas has changed over the years. Like, when I was first 21... The first like big DJ that I remember was DJ AM coming out. And he was not spinning what you hear uh, these days, that's for sure. 
we saw David Guetta one of the nights, and then Marshmallow the second night. Which Marshmallow, good time. He, just kind of like the, just middle of the road of like electronic shit. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm new to all this stuff. But it was fine. We had a good time. Pool party. But back, like when I was 21, first of all, when you went to Vegas, you were spending all the money you had in your account at one time. There'd be trips on the way back where like me and my buddies Brian and Drew would like be like pulling money together just so we'd have enough food or enough money to get the dollar uh, spicy chicken sandwiches at Carl's Jr. Or get like two tacos each from Jack in the Box. So that's one thing that's different. Having a little bit of money when you go is different. Knowing that you're going to still be able to pay all your bills and eat food even if you have a good time. That There's still that backup. That's different from 31 to 21. I mentioned DJ AM. I mean, it was just, he was spinning hip hop. I mean, just dance music. If you guys know who DJ AM is, he was in the plane crash with Travis Barker and then ended up uh, dying of an overdose later on. Uh, really interesting story. He's one of the top DJs, one of the youngest DJs to ever do it um, at that level with like him and A Track and Craze. But back when I saw him, we'd have like bottle service at Pure. And it's hip hop shit. It's things you know, and now th- there's a little bit of that, but the electronic DJ has just taken over. Look, I, I danced both nights. I had a good time, but the scene is a little bit different, you know. And then last weekend, me and the family went and took. Uh, every summer, we go and do like a week at a beach house or a few days at a beach house. It used to be in Newport. The last couple of years, we've done it down in Mission Beach. Um, no brother this year, so it was just me, my folks, and then my sister and her whole clan of people. And it was a good time. Did some drinking, did a lot of drinking, did a lot of cornholing. Um, made a lot of memories, as my dad says. It's all about the memories. Well, we made some memories this weekend. And one of the things I noticed is usually when we get this house, it's usually somewhere like on a boardwalk, whether it's like Newport or Mission Beach, and now it's so easy to rent these spots, you know, like with Airbnb and everything. But one of the things I realized over the weekend was if it wasn't for boardwalks on the beach, rollerblades would be out of production totally. You might have thought they were already out of production. No, no. They're alive and well at the beach and on the boardwalk. I can tell you this much. And there's like three different sets of like rollerbladers that you'll see on the boardwalk. The first one is kind of the the coaster. You see these long strides. Maybe sometimes has a little bit of thinner wheels. This rollerblader is like the Apollo Anton Ono of rollerblading. In his mind, he's going for that gold medal. And he's just coasting and cruising, just trying to catch the drift of someone so he can go in and out in hopes that he's winning the gold medal in his head. That's one of the forms of rollerbladers you'll see. And to any of you that have been in these spots, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The second time, or the second, like, rollerblader is, like, that aerobic rollerblader. You can usually tell because they are super protective of their body, meaning they have knee pads on, elbow pads on, even have those little wrist guard things. Like, are those used for anything else outside of rollerblading? but they wear those. And these are the people that usually maybe are still wearing the iPod on the outside. In my head, they're still rocking like the Walkman on their side with the headphones over. 
but they're like a 1980s like aerobic person that's doing these type of things and you just know you just know that they're listening to eddie murphy's party all the time inside the head as they're cruising down the boardwalk and that's like the second type of rollerblader and then the third that you see is usually a couple it can be a guy and a guy can be a guy and a girl could be two girls like i said this is mission beach anything's possible but in this couple dynamic of a rollerblader, usually you'll see one person that can skate relatively well. And then remember that scene in Cool Runnings when they all like got on the ice for the first time and try to learn how to walk? That's kind of like what this person is like on rollerblades. Usually holding on to a wall. Usually trying to hoist themselves up by someone's arm as they're coasting down the boardwalk. And usually, you know, it's the person that's probably pretty bad. It was like their idea thinking, hun, this is going to be so cool. It's going to be so cute. We're going to watch the sunset and we roll our blade. Sounds like a great idea until you put it into practice. And then you become the Jamaican bobsled team trying to walk on the ice. If you've ever hung out in any of these boardwalks, maybe you've seen another. But you know that you've seen at least these three types. I mean, how many rollerblade companies are still out there? Two? Are people buying new rollerblades? Like, are people still putting technology into rollerblades? Are we going to see resurgence of rollerblades? But name another place where you see them outside of the boardwalk near a beach. You don't see them anywhere else. <laughs> I think the beach communities are solely keeping rollerblade companies in business. Good for them. Stimulate that economy, rollerblades. Way to go. Selling those 10 pairs a year. And one of the things, one of the reasons why this last weekend was so special too, now that my sister's made it Instagram official, I feel like I can talk about it a little bit. So my whole family's moving to Texas. Yeah, all of them. All of them. My brother lives in North Carolina, so he's staying there, so okay, might as well be Texas. Mom, dad, sister, brother-in-law, the quads, they're all moving to Texas. I'm going to be like a 31-year-old orphan. Like, you know in Talladega Nights when Will Ferrell doesn't know what to do with his hands? I don't know what to do on holidays anymore. But I fly to Texas every time? It fucking sucks. And I get it. I'm supportive of it. I'm somewhat supportive of it. But not to get into too much of the family shit. I just think sister and brother-in-law were looking for a change. Think it'd be good to raise a family in Texas. So they're going to give it a shot. And my family was actually pretty nice about it. You know, they had asked if I wanted to move out there. I said no. They were kind of shocked I didn't want to move out there. I said, have you listened to episode one of the Prove Me Wrong podcast called Fuck Florida? Kind of sums up how I feel about the South. But, you know, it was nice that they asked and still try to bribe me into it. But for now, I'm just going to be a 31-year-old orphan. <laughs> just living in California, man. So to my sister and brother-in-law, good luck. I hope it's everything that you guys want. And if not, um, move back. It's kind of that simple. But, you know, I think one of the things that's kind of driving them out of here is the, the, the politics of California, which I get. I mean, if you watch the news, there's some crazy shit going on. 
Berkeley's an interesting place. But isn't like the whole world just kind of like that now? Or is it just kind of like that now because of the internet? It just seems like there's so many more issues because anybody can tweet a story, anybody can tweet a video of something happening, and then it becomes national news. It's different times. Because if you look at it as a whole, more people have, house, have houses than ever. People have More people have money than ever. More people have access to food than ever. More people have access to water than ever. So on a planetary level, the overall well-being of humans is better than ever. News never tells you that, does it? <laughs> if it bleeds, it leads. If it bleeds, it leads. But take out all the bullshit just for a second. We have it better than ever. What if there was just like a news site we went to every day? Oh, oh here comes the hippie talk. Here comes the hippie talk. But steer me out. Like, what if there was just a news site you went to every day? And it was just good stories you read to start your day. Wouldn't that help out a little bit? Because I know one of the things I do first thing in the morning is I roll over scroll to Twitter, and I see what happened while I was sleeping. I don't even, like, kind of forget that time anymore. I'm like, oh, let me go back on the news feed. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Okay, this is where I left off, and you kind of go from there. But what if we just started every day with, like, a good story instead? Because I know what it feels like when I roll over in bed, pull up the phone, start checking on Twitter, and it's just like, I haven't even been up five minutes yet. Sometimes I haven't even gone up to go take that morning pee. Still just waiting in bed, rubbing the sleep out of my eyes, and I start reading the news on Twitter. Which is never good news. Sure, for every one of those like dog stories you see, that, that, that happens one out of hundred. But it's usually bad news. The same thing kind of happened this weekend. I, I didn't know I was going to take this route to this story, but... Here we go. When I, I woke up Saturday morning, and like I said, usually check Twitter, Instagram, see what happens. And one of the things is I'm an early riser. So I wake up, even on the weekends, unless I've been drinking, even then, eh, I don't know, like 7, 7.30, 6.37. I don't sleep in that well, so I usually just get up and get the day going. And I did the same thing yesterday morning, and... All of a sudden, I see this video of Trump talking, and I went, oh, no. I, I truly thought the video was from, like, some stump speech he gave as he was trying to run for president. And then I checked Twitter. And I start seeing his tweets roll through. And it started with Steph Curry. I mean, if you've been living under a rock this weekend, you haven't seen it, but... Started off with, going to the White House is considered a great honor for a championship team. Stephen Curry is hesitating. Therefore, invitation is withdrawn. Invitation is withdrawn. This is the voice I give Trump when I'm reading his tweets. It's not even like the, you know, because I'm not very good at it. It's just kind of like this Dr. Evil character. Um, kind of mixed with like the soup Nazi of Jerry Seinfeld. No soup for you. Invitation is withdrawn. Well, that's kind of crazy. And they start reading into it, and it looks like, oh, Warriors were debating whether to go or not, so he just kind of got out in front of it and said, see, uninvited, uninvited. I've never seen a president act this way. 
You know, I always said that I wanted a president that just speaks his mind and wasn't like the rest of the politicians. Starting to regret that a little bit. But I mentioned the video that I thought was from the stump speech, only to find out it was from a rally in Alabama. He was up there trying to push some something. I don't know. I try to stay out of it. I try to stay out of it. And people, I get that you're probably tired of the po- political talk and just the divisiveness and you're just looking for an outlet. But sorry, just for a second, you're going to have to let me rant because that's what this whole podcast is about. It's kind of tough to get your opinions out on just Facebook or if you're using Twitter of 140 characters at a time. That's why I wanted kind of this long form process. So I can kind of just fully articulate ideas, whether good or bad. It's for you to decide. But that's the way this is going now. I know you're tired of hearing me talk about like Rogan, but those are like three hour shows. Sometimes they're silly and they're just smoking pot and you don't learn anything. Sometimes real opinions or ideas, you can have someone like Jordan Peterson or Brett Weinstein from Evergreen College, if you don't know who them are, Google it. Um, where they can really un, like compact these big ideas that can't be spoken in seven or inter- seven minute intervals like you see on the mainstream media of like Fox News or MSNBC. And it's not even that they just have like these seven minute segments. They also have like 12 screens of other people speaking and nothing's getting accomplished. I mean, when was the last time you saw any interview that was on Fox or CNN or MSNBC? And the person was speaking in a way and you went, you know what? That kind of changes my mind on that. I don't think it happens. In the podcast form, it happens to me all the time. There's just not enough time in these old, outdated TV shows to go over complicated issues. So everything just becomes soundbite. You have Sean Hannity yelling at somebody or Rachel Maddow shaking her fist. And no one's there to learn, to evolve to hear a certain point of view. Excuse me. They're just there to dig their heels in and double down on what they already know. And some things shouldn't be political. Like freedom of speech, the First Amendment, shouldn't be political. That should be like the most non-political thing ever. Do you believe in freedom of speech? Yes, please. There's no if and or buts about it. It should just be, do you believe in the freedom of speech? Um, yes, please. That's it. It's really that simple. Before I get like too far ahead of myself, if you guys hadn't heard the audio from Trump at Al- uh, in Alabama this weekend, I'm just going to play a quick little soundbite of what he had to say about the NFL and a few players kneeling for the national anthem. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. He's fired! You know, 
Some owner's going to do that. He's going to say, that guy that disrespects our flag, he's fired. And that owner, they don't know it. They don't know it. They're friends of mine, many of them. They don't know it. They'll be the most popular person for a week. They'll be the most popular person in this country. Because that's a... Okay, I'll stop it there. For a week, they'll be the most popular person in the country for a week. So the thing I find the most ironic about that video, that audio, is right after Trump not supporting free speech and saying that these guys should be fired and calling them sons of bitches, then he even goes on in the video later to talk about how the rules aren't tough enough. Um, have you read a CTE report? I think it's time for a change. I think it's been a time for a change. But as he essentially condones us losing the First Amendment right for these guys being able to do that, you then hear, ch hear chants of USA, USA, USA. Look, I'll start it right here that I am very grateful to live in this country. It's one of the best countries to live in. If you ask some other people about their countries, I'm sure they enjoy living there too. But one of the greatest things about this country is the First Amendment. I am very lucky to, as of currently, be living in a country where I can bump YG's FDT song, where I can currently still post status updates shitting on the president, whether that be Obama, Bush, Trump, where I don't get thrown in jail for it. That's a good thing. That is something that we should fight for. And when it comes to the First Amendment, there is no gray area. You either believe in the First Amendment or you don't. There's no middle ground. Free speech means that I can support the players kneeling during the national anthem. And I also agree with Trump that they can be fired from that position if they so choose. That's how the First Amendment works, people. It says that people in a private entity, although there's tax cuts that happen to the NFL teams, they are a privately owned business. They can fire someone for that. That's well within their rights. I don't think it'd be a wise move, but it's well within their rights. But to have a president come out in this manner and say that, it's just unbelievable. We should all be in support of free speech. Now, it doesn't mean just the speech that you like, just the speech you agree with. That means all forms of free speech. I'll give you some examples. In context and consistency is key on this issue. Context and consistency is key. I see so many people on the left and the right that are just absolute hypocrites when it comes to this issue. I brought up Berkeley earlier. You see it all the time when a right-wing Nazis coming to speak at the college, like Ben Shapiro, who's Jewish, by the way, and I can attest is not a right-wing Nazi. When he's coming to the school 
to give a speech, it's shut down by these protesters called Antifa. These are mass people. You saw it with Milo, where they're breaking down barriers, causing destruction, and not wanting this guy to give a speech. They yell free speech as they're trying to shut down free speech. It makes no sense. And I kind of get it with Milo people. If you're into this, if you follow any of these narrative or any of these people, Milo Yiannopoulos is on the right. He's gayer than a bag of dicks, though. And he's like a provocateur. He is a troll. He is an internet troll. Twitter has removed him and banned him. And he does say some outlandish things. But I talk about the long form format. And when you hear him speak for three hours, there's things you agree with him with. And there's some things you don't. There's things, there's tactics he takes that I don't think help anybody's narrative. But when you hear him speak, he's not a bad guy. And when you hear Ben Shapiro speak, certainly not a bad guy. That guy's, I mean, there's things I disagree with him on too. But he's just very down the middle on things. Dave Rubin's the same way. He's what he's called a classic liberal. But YouTube and them have deemed him alt-right, and these stories always get told about him being alt-right and a Nazi. But he's a liberal married to a man. But we just throw out these labels anytime. Nope, Nazi. Everyone that disagrees with me is a Nazi. Everyone that disagrees with me is a Nazi. That's not how any of this is supposed to work. So you're supposed to believe in free speech you're supposed to believe in it in its entirety. This might sound crazy to some of you, but to some of you that understand the issue of free speech, you're probably just going to nod your head in agreement. Yeah, it makes sense. Because here's how it works. As idiotic, as, as vile as as many superlatives as you want to use towards the tiki torch douchebags of Charlottesville, I believe in their right to be able to have that point of view and be able to say it in a public forum. I also believe in a player's right to take a knee. You don't have to agree with it. That's not the point. Hell, is awful as the Westboro Baptist churches, I still think they should be able to hold up signs that say God hates fags and be able to protest a funeral if they want. I know that sounds crazy. I'm not condoning what they do. I'm saying I support the act of the First Amendment of being able to have free speech, whether it's shitty free speech or it's uplifting speech. It doesn't matter. You don't get a nitpick in this. This is the best way... For us to find out where the fucking crazy people are. How are you going to know who the crazy people are if we tell them they can't say things in a public forum? We need to find out who these crazy people are. But you're allowed to say these things. That's what the First Amendment is all about. Look, you guys know who Ken Ham is? Ken Ham's that crazy dude in Kentucky that built a, a life like Noah's Ark. Because he thinks the world's 4,000 years old, that humans were rocking the earth with dinosaurs, and that Noah's Ark actually happened. 
and that we wouldn't have any of the animals on the planet if it wasn't for Noah's Ark. What? But I don't think this guy should be shot down for having these ideas. I believe in liberty and freedom, and that means you can do with whatever with the, what you choose. Some people, have, a lot of us have the same starting point in life. Some are worse, some are better off. But let's just say, let's just take the general number. A lot of us have that starting point somewhere in the middle. What you do with it is up to you. Some people are going to start a business and do well. Some people are going to shoot up heroin. Hey. But I don't think the government should let sh- should get in your way of prospering or fucking your life up. And I don't think the government should get in your way of being able to say whatever you want. And especially they should not be legislating or putting people in a cave or in a, in a cage or having presidents come out and say that people should, that this is not tolerated. That's what this is all about, people. I posted it on Facebook, and some people started commenting, no no big fucking surprise. Or saying, like, you don't know what you have till it's gone. Oh, if you don't love this country, then leave. How predictable. Never saw that coming. People, you don't get it. I'm supportive of all free speech. You don't have to agree with it. And you know what? If you hate the NFL that much, put your money where your mouth is and stop watching the NFL. If it offends you so much, fucking let the money go in your fantasy league team. Never hit another waiver wire. Don't make another trade. Fucking quit now. Don't ever watch the NFL ever again. I don't know how many of these people that are out here that are outraged are actually even willing to do that. You want to talk about sacrifice? You can't even give up your Sundays to stop watching the NFL. Fuck you. You can ask Brian. I told him back in probably 2013-ish that I was over the NFL. He goes, no, you're not. You love football. He might have been trolling me. But I'd read this huge report on the CTE Um, And it was about how they had paid their own scientists to do studies, to stifle information, to mislead players and the unions on what this head trauma was actually causing. It was very similar to what you saw in the sugar industry um, back in the day where they paid, where Coca-Cola paid their own scientists to then get the results they want. So Brian, I said, I think I'm out. I said, I can't sit here and continue to condone this shit if I'm going to still watch it. Is that to say I haven't watched games? I've watched some games. Is that to say I haven't been to a Super Bowl party? Yeah, I've been to a Super Bowl party. I don't think I've been to any NFL games those times, but I still go. But I just wasn't going to continue supporting it and watching it every week if I knew that there was this underlying issue where they just fucking lie to players about their health. So if you think this is such a big issue, stop watching the NFL right now. Tear down your fucking Dallas Cowboy stickers. Throw away your jerseys. Stop watching it. Because you don't get it both ways on this either. You don't get to sit here and talk shit and how they're disrespecting the flag and the national anthem, although this is not what it started with at all. Like I said, context is important here. Because where did this issue even start? I don't know, last year, Colin Kaepernick or something? Wasn't it about police brutality? I think so. 
And I get it. Kaepernick's not the most sympathetic figure. You don't get to talk about police brutality and about the man and then wear a shirt that's condoning communism. You don't get it both ways. So I understand if some of you have an issue with Kaepernick, but that's one issue. I was reading the other day where he'd raised like $850,000 for inner city kids. So that's happening too. And I believe the first time he took a knee, it went unnoticed. Happened like a, um, a what, what do they call a preseason game. And then the second time around it happened, camera happened to pick it up. And I think from there is where the whole ESPN bomb blew. That then it was on all the first take shows and all that bullshit hit Fox News hit CNN and now we have a national debate it's always weird on what people choose to protest and what not to protest what type of protests to get mad at which ones don't because you've heard it before you, you've seen it when we have those those moments where people take to the streets and sometimes they're peaceful protests, sometimes they're not. Sometimes I think it's outside sources that are making them non-peaceful. Sometimes maybe they're not. Maybe people are just at that boiling over moment. But you always hear when they're marching in the streets, whether peacefully or they're shutting down a freeway. Let's just go with peacefully for a second. There's better ways to do it. How are you going to go march in the streets? There's better ways to do it. Well, okay. So then you have a moment like you did in the NBA, I believe last year, the year before, where it said um, LeBron and them, although it was in Comic Sans, so it wasn't much of a good protest, <laughs> had the shirts say, I can't breathe. And they said, how dare you? This is sports. Separate sports and separate your political views. Let's just keep it sports. Unless you're Kurt Schilling. And then at that point, okay, this is allowed. This is allowed. They didn't like that form of protest. So then you have Colin Kaepernick kneeling during the national anthem. And it instantly becomes, oh, he doesn't support the troops. Oh, he doesn't love this great nation. Traitor. What a thug. What a son of a bitch. If he doesn't like this country, he could leave. But like I said, context is important here. The best of my knowledge, send it my way. I haven't heard him or any of the other players that have been taking these over the year, year last year or two, say anything derogatory towards the government or towards the military or towards the war. It's all been about just trying to get a cause or to bring eyes to their cause that they think there's an injustice happening in the inner cities. And the weird thing is, I think we're seeing like history play out again right here because of course it's not popular. And the thing I don't think people fully realize is that no protest is ever popular. Oh, you think Martin Luther King was popular and that was acceptable, acceptable behavior. Went to jail, got shot, went to jail numerous times. You think that was acceptable behavior? You think Donald Trump would have been pro-MLK back then? Get fucked. It's just the issue of today. And no protest is ever popular. But he's not protesting the military people. Like I said, I could I could be wrong. If you've seen it out there and that's what he was doing, or if that's what it led to Trump saying this, let me know. 
because I haven't seen it. What I see from all the players is all of them saying, this has nothing to do with a disrespect towards our military. I'm happy to live here to something to that effect. It's not against the military. It's been a about the police. Two different things. Two different things. And no one even talks about what led up to the taking of the knee or any of the issues that occur with police. Not to say all cops are bad. It's not saying all cops are good either. We have millions of cops in this world. Let's just say 1% of them are bad. It's going to leave a good amount. So just because you're pro-police reform doesn't mean you're against cops. Maybe you should be. I don't know. With Kaepernick wearing the pig cop socks didn't help the cause either. Like I said, I think right cause, maybe not the right guy. But that's how these things happen. It starts from somewhere and then it emanates out. And this weekend you have Trump telling them that they're sons of bitches and they can't take a knee. Well, of course you knew what was going to happen today. And I mean, I get that we've had a celebrity in power before, like Ronald Reagan. Hell, George Bush was somewhat of a celebrity. But this is like the first troll we've ever had as a president. And don't get it mistaken. I mean, if you followed Trump on Twitter, or if you go back and read any of his tweets, whether it's O'Donnell or not, they're funny. But he's a troll. He's trolling. And that almost just feels like what he's doing here. He's just looking for sympathy, and it kind of blows me away so many people agree with it. But take the emotion out of this. This is not about disrespect for country. This is not about disrespect for the military. Not talking shit on the wars. And now it's become this even bigger issue with Trump that now it's just a fuck you to him. I mean, that's all it's going to become now. And we'll see if this plays out in his favor or not. Because one thing he's doing is bringing people together. I mean, I see it in my comments that it's breaking some people apart. But like I said, this shouldn't be controversial. We should all believe in the First Amendment and free speech, no matter whether you agree with that free speech or not. And the thing about this issue, too, that drives me crazy is how hypocritical the people are on both sides. Because you have politicians now coming out and saying that this is disrespectful. That, oh, this isn't, we're not promoting the military here, we're trying to tear them down. But aren't these people guilty of things, too? How about this fact? Did you even know that NFL players didn't start coming onto the field for the National Anthem until the year 2009? It wasn't even mandatory. A lot of guys would still just hang back in the locker room and wait for it to be over. Then they'd come out on the field and start getting stretched and getting ready to go. It was only since 2009. This isn't a long tradition. And do you know what happened in the year 2009? Well, that's because Obama... Who would have thought Obama and the Department of Defense started doing a little program that John McCain coined paid patriotism. This is where they would give hundreds of thousands of dollars and in some instances millions of dollars for paid patriotism. For example, I got to read here for a second because I don't want to mess this up. The taxpayers paid $49,000 to the Milwaukee Brewers to allow the Wisconsin Army National Guard to sponsor the Sunday singing of God Bless America. Yep, they sponsored God Bless America. Let that sink in. In another contract, the New York Jets were paid twenty grand 
to recognize one of two New Jersey Army National Guard soldiers as hometown heroes. Yep. You remember those things? You know, like where you have those little moments in the game where it says, here's, we're going to honor a hometown hero. Paid for by the government. And the USA uh, Today had reported that the NFL teams received the biggest slice of the pie, $6 million, according to the report. And the newspaper added, oh, I don't have that. I'm sorry. But $6 million for paid patriotism. They would have people re-enlisting at halftime shows to help boost enlistment numbers. This is propaganda that's going on in front of your eyes. And no one's paying attention. What else is it if they're paying for tributes of soldiers and paying for songs of God Bless America? If you don't call that propaganda, I don't know what is. It just feels weird because it's here. But if you heard that story anywhere else, you'd call it by the proper word and you'd call it propaganda. So don't tell me these people are out here trying to care for the soldiers when they were having these paid patriotism acts happening all the time. It's disgusting. And don't tell me these same people care about the soldiers when you have the VA the way it is, when there's no help when they get back from war, when I won't even get into the wars itself. Let's just let that be. The issue is free speech right now. But when you see more soldiers have committed suicide than died in war, something's going on. So don't lie and drape yourself in the flag and tell me this is about the veterans, about the patriots, because you don't give a fuck. You don't give a fuck. And to the notion of disrespecting the flag, disrespecting the national anthem for not standing up or for taking a knee. I found out something yesterday. Did you know there's a little thing called the United States flag code? Yep. The United States flag code establishes advisory rules for display and care of the national flag of the United States of America. Did you know there was such a thing? I read about it online. And shout out to a guy by the name of the Twitter handle Koopa Kinte. That's K-O-O-P-A underscore K-I-N-T-E. He went into the issue and went into the, um, the United States flag code. And there's a lot of people disrespecting the flag. I'm appalled. Tisk, tisk. Shame, shame. He starts out, and this is a thread. For people that don't know on Twitter... A thread, it's, you know like those long Facebook posts? That's what it is. But since it's just in 140 characters, people just tweet after tweet after tweet after tweet so you kind of get the full narrative. It goes quick, and if you haven't read it yet, he just says, um, since disrespecting the flag is still the narrative being used, this is courtesy of the U.S. Flag Code Chapter 10, Respect for Flag. And he goes on to say it's a thread. You can pull this up. I'll even put the, um, the actual U.S. Flag Code's in the show notes of this show so you can read it for yourself if you care. And he starts with, let's jump in. U.S. Flag Code Chapter 10.176C. The flag should never be carried flat or horizontally, but always aloft and free. Hmm. 
Looks like the Colts are disrespecting the flag. Mmm. Is that the Washington Nat or Redskins? Are they disrespecting the flag? Hmm. Looks like the Jets are disrespecting the flag here. And remind yourself, this is coming from the U.S. flag code. It goes on. U.S. flag code chapter 10.176D. The flag should never be used as wearing apparel, bedding, or drapery. So all you Walmart shoppers out there in the South that got your American shirts, your American underwear, your American bed sheets, that's disrespect under the U.S. flag code. Again, this isn't coming from me. This is the U.S. flag code. This is the holy grail, the holy book of what is denigrating the flag and what is not. It goes on. U.S. flag code, chapter 10.176L. The flag should never be used for advertising purposes in any manner whatsoever. So you know all those car shows you see about Labor Day and the American flag? Disrespectful. You know Sean Hannity's set with the American flag everywhere and disrespectful. You know those beer cans you drink out of? You know like the Budweiser Coors Light with the American flag? Disrespectful. Tisk tisk. Shame, shame. Where's your respect for the flag? U.S. Flag Code Chapter 10.176L Part 2. It should not be embroidered on such articles as cushions, handkerchiefs, and the like. So you know all you little Harley Davidson riders with American flag around your head? Disrespectful. You got those American flag pillows? Disrespectful. That's not how it is to be used. Here's something that you see all the time. Everybody's out there trying to celebrate the 4th of July. But U.S. Flag Code Chapter 10.176 IRL Part 3 or otherwise impressed, so it goes on, paper napkins or anything that is designed for the temporary use and discard. So you know those paper plates you use with the American flag? Disrespectful. You know the little napkins you wipe your face with? Disrespectful. Tis tisk, how dare you? And this one is hilarious because U.S. Flag Code Chapter 10.176J. No part of the flag should ever be used as costume or athletic uniform. I've owned an angel hat that has the American flag in it. How disrespectful of me to be wearing that. Disrespectful. When your favorite teams come out and they have the American flag as their logo, disrespectful to the American flag. Hey, don't shoot the messenger. This is just coming from the U.S. flag code, people, where it expressively, where it especially lays out what's disrespectful to a flag or not. Not covered in the respect for the flag column. Standing, kneeling, or sitting. Hmm. It's considered a conduct violation, but not disrespectful. Nothing in the flag code explicitly states that you have to stand, just that you should stand. He has signed a third-generation vet. Like I said, you can look him up on Twitter, at Koopa Kinte. But now, if you're going off the holy book of the U.S. flag code, isn't it important for you to look in the mirror, I don't know why I had a southern accent there, and realize that it's actually you disrespecting the flag? And I'm not saying you have to agree with the guys taking the knee, but 
Context is important. It's not against what Fox News is leading you to believe. It's not against what Trump's leading you to believe. But it is now. And you have to stand up for freedom of speech in this. And you should, whether you agree with it or not, stand up for the players to be able to take a knee and protest. Protests aren't pretty. Protests aren't populars aren't popular. That's how this works. If a protest was popular, there'd be no reason to protest. It would just get done. But you should all support their right to take a knee. Not saying you have to agree with it. I don't agree with the the Nazis, the, the white trash people of Charlottesville saying the hateful stuff they do. I disagree with it. Don't condone it. But I believe they have the right to be an asshole, to be an idiot. That's how this works. You're either for free speech or you're against it. There is no other way. So all you people that are out there saying that taking a knee is disrespectful, maybe you should go look up the U.S. flag code. Like I said, I made a Facebook post and some people were responding to it. And... I, there was this one kid that was going through about, oh, you got to stand for the country. If you don't like it, leave it. Oh, this, that, and the other. So I started showing him these pictures of it. So what does that have to do with anything? Well, this is how disrespect is outlined in the official U.S. code. It matters. You don't just get to pick, in this instance, what's disrespectful or not. The actual document itself just says you should doesn't say it's, it's, a, it's just a violation. It's not considered disrespect to take a knee. So either you believe in the facts or you don't. And what do the facts say? The facts say all your American underwear, all those big flags at the game, all your towels, all your throwaway napkins. That's actually disrespect as it's wrote out in the U.S. code of, flag, of the U.S. flag. Cognitive dissonance isn't allowed here. So you need to take ownership for disrespecting the flag here, people. That's what the code says. So either a nation of laws, like you always talk about, or a nation of rules, like you always talk about, or not. In this instance, it looks pretty fucking clear. And if you continue to read through, it also talks about candidates not being able to use it. Pretty sure I saw American flag stuff with Trump. So is he being disrespectful to the flag? I think he might be. It's just, you either believe in it or you don't. I, I, I hate to keep harping on that, but you don't get it both ways. It doesn't get to be pretty. And free speech is free speech for all. And when you look at it from even like a neutral point of view, how weird is it that we have national anthems? Look, I'm not impervious to getting choked up when I hear Star Spangled Banner. I like a good flyby. But one of the angles I like to take on situations is like, what if we'd never had this in the fabric of our culture and it just started today? How crazy would it be? Imagine if there was no Star Spangled Banner, if there was no national anthem, and all of a sudden Trump came out and said, I've written a song. I hired Toby Keith. Or some other washed up country star. 
And we wrote a song called The Star Spangled Banner. I don't know why Trump has a southern accent with me, but he does. We would all look at him and go, what? You're crazy. Imagine if Obama came out, said that him and JC, Jay-Z had written a new Star Spangled Banner, or the Star Spangled Banner. We never had one before. First of all, that shit would probably be fire. But we'd still be like, what? And you want to sing this when? Four sporting events? Why? Four other stuff? Why? I gotta learn all the words? There's no beat? It would be the strangest thing ever. But since it's a tradition, and it's something we've done for 200 years, it just feels normal. But imagine if we just started doing national anthems like starting today. We never had them before. That would be insane. We would view that like if you ever saw the Vice um, documentary where Dennis Rodman had gone over to North Korea and you kind of take like everything's um, like a narrator's point of view where you're just trying to judge it and look at it from the outside and go, oh, that's different. Oh, that's weird. But that was that's something you would expect over there of him teaching his people a song like where he was putting people in jail for not crying hard enough when uh, Kim Jong-il had died. I mean, and all the crazy propaganda shit they had done. But imagine if we never had a national anthem in the first place. How weird it would be if we just started that up today. Like, how fucking creepy would it be if we never had a Pledge of Allegiance? Imagine Obama or Bush or Clinton or Trump. And Trump's easy just because he is like kind of such a cartoon character. If they just said, hey, every morning, young ones... You're going to say the Pledge of Allegiance to the government. What? If we didn't have a history of doing this for over the years, imagine if a politician came out and told you, we are now going to look at the flag. We are going to put our right hands over our heart. We're going to stand at attention. And I want you to pledge allegiance to the government into the flag what what someone's gonna have to like raise their hand and say maybe this isn't a good idea but since we've done it for a long time it just feels normal but if we started doing it today that would be the creepiest thing ever imagine them imagine the government coming and telling you we're gonna make your kids face a flag and pledge allegiance to it every morning. What? <laughs> but it's tradition. So we don't think it's weird. If those are your favorite things in the world. I'm not trying to knock them. I'm really not. I like. Like I said. I like the Star Spangled Banner. I've gotten teary eyed before. But if we didn't have those traditions. How crazy would they be. If we just picked them up today. You expect the thing out of Russia or North Korea. And that's kind of what I was getting to with the paid patriotism thing. Is we just don't talk about it in the same terms. I mean, look at the verbiage we have. When we, when a company is bribing a politician, we call it lobbying. We don't call it a bribe. We don't call it what it is. When the police steal money from someone that has not been proven guilty of a crime, we call it civil asset forfeiture and not theft. We have these weird words 
where there's things that happen in our country, but we think it's not happening in our country because we call it something different. We all know what lobbying is. We all know the politicians are paid off. Kind of just sweep that under the rug. Nope, out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, out of mind. These are bad things that are happening within our society. These are the things we allow to happen that we shouldn't. Shouldn't be able to pay off politicians. There should be no civil asset forfeiture. Come on. Be adults about this. Be smart about this. Take the emotion out of this. If those things were just enacted today and they hadn't been there prior, I hope everybody's little light bulb would pop off and go, what? But we just let it allow it to happen. We call it something different. We say that stuff doesn't happen here. One of the girls I was arguing with was saying that there's more likely to be a zombie apocalypse than we lose our freedom of speech. Um, I've seen it happen in other places. And you're delusional to think that it can't happen here. I'm not saying it's happening right now. As much as I've talked shit on Trump, I'm not making him out to be the evil dictator that everyone thinks he is. I think he's a douchebag. But I'm getting to air this podcast and I'm not going to go to jail for it. So dictator, wrong word. Just douchebag. And when it comes to him, people are wanting to shut down his Twitter They're wanting to make Twitter ban Donald Trump. How crazy would that be? But you know what? It would be well within their right because they're a private company so they could do it if they wanted to. And then you'd have all the Republicans saying, censorship, censorship. You don't get to be wishy-washy on this issue. And it is important for him to go out and say these things. He's He's talked about before uniting the country. Oh, I think you're doing it. But I think it's a disdain for you. And it's just having a common villain. I mean, even if you like him, you got to admit he's a little nutty. He's a little nutty. Let's just be honest here. You could like Obama, but you still have to talk about the way he tried to go out um, after journalists and Edward Snowden, too. You don't get it both ways. Let's be honest. Let's be adults. And it's very important for us to allow him to say these things. It's very important for us to allow people to take a knee where there isn't consequences of getting thrown in jail and being able to stand up for what you believe in. Because you might not think it's important now, but what what if the issue comes on your doorstep? You talk about the punch of Nazi. Well, what if all of a sudden it's your idea that's the Nazi idea? Because this stuff changes overnight, right? What we're mad at, what you can and can't say, can change overnight. So what happens if all of a sudden, and I'm not condoning Nazis, we're adults, right? But whatever your idea is, let's say you don't think four-year-olds should be transitioned into a different gender. What if these people then deem that the new punch of Nazi and they just punch you in your face for not, and not giving you the time to speak? It's important that we work these things out. It's important that we have long-form conversations about it. It's important we find middle ground. It's not right or left. So many of these issues are right in the middle. And I do think sometimes (laughs) I get that we should want to punch people in their face. But you can't. That's not the point. The whole thing about the First Amendment is getting people to speak their peace. 
for good or for bad. You don't get to choose that. You can choose to boycott stuff. Totally. Don't watch the NFL. But at least have the facts. At least put things in context. Like when Trump came out and said that, oh, I'm just going to go grab him by the pussy. The left came out and said, oh, he's condoning sexual assault. No, he's not. Context. You see all these people wearing MAGA hats, think you couldn't go and grab some of those girls just by the pussy? (laughs) He's talking to a buddy. He's shooting the shit. Context is important. When you're talking about taking the knee, especially starting now, context is important. We should all be behind someone standing up to someone that's holding the highest office saying that you can't speak your mind in a certain type of way. That's dangerous. That's scary. You either believe in it or you don't. To sum this whole thing up, there's no getting a flip-flop on the First Amendment. You either agree with it in its entirety, you don't agree with it at all. It's that simple. You see it on both sides right now, whether it's on the left or on the right, that they think they're pro-free speech while they're trying to shut down other free speech. Think about it this way right now. They want to be able to fire these NFL players for not standing for the uh, Pledge of Allegiance, a private company. Like I said, I respect the NFL's right to fire the players. But what if it's the other way and it's the employee not wanting to say Merry Christmas at a Christian bakery? Then all of a sudden, they flip-flop. You can't do that on this issue. You either believe in it or you don't. You either believe in the power to have it or you don't. You either respect everybody's right to use it or you don't. Whether you believe in it or not. Whether you choose to share the same sentiment or not. But you have to believe in everyone's right to be able to say what they want. Whether it's good or bad. Otherwise, both sides are just going to lead us down the same row. To the same uh, hand being fed. And our society is going to crumble as we near closer and closer to a dictatorship. You can't allow these people to monitor what we're saying to be able to affect us in a way like this and you can't have a president speaking the way he's speaking people are like oh can you believe he said son of a bitch yes not a big deal i understand how maybe that has like a racist tone to it because he doesn't say that about other players and say that about tom brady i don't care that he used the word bitch but i do care that we get this right it's important that we get it right if you think i'm wrong let me know point out where i'm wrong but You defend all sides of it, whether I agree with you or not, whether it's left or right, whether it's a centrist point of view. You have the right to say what you want. I have the right to say what I want and let the jury of our peers deem who's correct on an issue. So I'm sorry if this episode got a little too heavy, but that's the point of having a podcast, people, being able to address issues like these. Um, I hope I didn't run too many of you off. Hope you guys didn't go, fuck you, and just turn it down. That's the way it goes. So thank you for listening to the podcast. Please go rate and review it in iTunes. And if any family wants to adopt an orphan 31-year-old, let me know. Till next week, peace. <laughs>